Hello and welcome. Chris Tompkins here, the social media chef, coming to you every week with the latest in online marketing and a little bit of cooking news. Uh, on today's show, on our first segment, we're going to talk about, actually our first and second segment, we're going to talk about one of the biggest trends right now in social networking, which is Google+. Is it something that you need to be aware of? Is your Does it have any value to your business? Uh, is it just another waste of time? Is it just going to be another use of Farmville? We're going to talk about that in segment one, and then we're going to move on to some of the useful aspects of Google+, Plus that you should be taking, uh, taking a look at, as well as how this is different than Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You know, Is there any difference? Then we're going to push Google+, Plus aside, and we're going to start talking about food, which is my passion. And we're going to talk about uh, my own personal recipe for rosemary basil focaccia, which is not too hard. We'll be right back after the break. Okay, if you're like me, you're getting a little bit tired of always talking about one aspect of marketing, which is social media. Now, I love social media, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of other things that um, businesses can use just like mine and yours to build their businesses using marketing. So that's why we created The Social. The Social is not exclusively a social media group. It's about a bunch of people internationally getting together to talk about marketing ideas and sharing trends, tips, tactics, strategies, and also helping one another build their businesses. Follow us on Twitter, at The Social Go, to find out more about what we plan in the future, what type of events we're going to be. If we're going to be in your neighborhood, you have to follow us in order to find out. We have a television show coming out, and our website will be up in no time flat. So you need to go on Twitter, follow at The Social Go, and learn how you can get involved in this brand new community. Welcome back. Uh, Chris Tompkins again, the social media chef. I really want to thank everyone for listening to this week's show. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus because there's been a lot of wonderful new developments in my life as well as in my business life. So we decided just to take a little bit of a vacation because I've been doing this show every single week for quite some time. So it's really nice uh, to get back into the studio and get doing it again because uh, I, I really love doing the show and, and being able to help everyone every single week. You know, if you're new to the show, I uh, what we do is we try to do a little bit of, I try to mix both of my passions together. I want to do a little bit of online marketing because that's, you know, my one passion because I have, you know, my uh, firm Go Media. And then my other passion is cooking. Uh, hence the social media chef, right? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> but very catchy, right? Uh, what I want to tell you about is a really great resource that we have for you at the show, and we have Serve Fresh Media Online, or you can find it at socialmediachefonline.com. On there, you will find all of the recipes that we mentioned on the show, blogs on all of the topics that we cover, free ebook downloads, videos, and a whole lot more. Also, you'll see um, social media links to other ways that you can connect with me personally, as well as my businesses. And uh, yeah, so I really 
it advise you to check out uh, socialmediachefonline.com to see all of those things. And, you know, I hope there's some great information for you there. We've been getting some really great feedback from you. So I thanks everyone who's provided that. Um, we want to keep on pushing out the top value stuff. So without further ado, and, and our first segment here, I really wanted to talk about Google+. Now, if you've been, like I said before, if you are following any sort of online marketing news or trending or you even log on to Mashable.com once, once in a blue moon, you'll, you've seen Google+. Um, for those of you are, uh, that have heard of it but aren't really familiar with what it is, Google+, Plus is the new social networking site that is created by Google. Okay, so immediately I'm thinking some of you out there are thinking, okay, now Google's going to take over every aspect of our lives. And I have to say I was with you. Um, I was I was one of the people chosen, because I do a lot of online marketing, right? So I was one of the people that was chosen to test it when it was in its testing. And the first thing I was asked to test was Google Wave. And Google Wave, um, for those of you that may remember, was a, it was a collaboration platform that Google was trying out, which was allowing people to work on real, real time on projects. And to be honest, it was it was a little tricky and it was a little I don't know I, I didn't see a use for it personally, um, and it kind of died and went by the wayside. Then um, we heard about Google Plus, and we're kind of interested because obviously Google's a juggernaut, and we started taking a look at it. And it was really interesting. Now, after using it for a while um, and training people and now doing client campaigns on it, uh, it's it's pretty interesting. And it's something that I really think that you should take a look at. Now, one of the things with social media marketing is that there's always going to be something new, right? There's always going to be the latest site or there's going to be this new application that you have to use if you want to be cutting edge. Of course, you can stay ahead of the game by doing every single thing that every single expert tells you. Um, but I think that this one is one that you should really pay attention to. You know, Google Plus is not one of these sites that just all of a sudden you start getting invitations via email. You know, we all get them, right? We get about, I get about 15 of them a day, and that's a light day. And I never even heard of these sites. It's kind of like, oh, join me on this site. It's like, I don't want to join you on this site. I'm tired of joining you on these sites, right? I mean, come on. Let's be, let's be honest. How many people out there have the same thing? Uh, but Google Plus has something on its side that none of these other sites have. And it's Google, right? Google is the most powerful search engine. This is obviously, you know, we understand this. Um, but let's talk about SEO. When you're talking about SEO, thinking about it, considering it, planning for it, what do you want to do? Become number one on Google, okay? That's what a lot of people want to do. And, I mean, even me, I want to be number one on Google for my company when someone types in my terms. And But it's a lot of work. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not something that happens naturally many of the times. Um, and, and it takes, you know, a lot of know-how and about 25 different tools to do it. But Google+, Plus. Everything that you do within that site, it's indexed by Google. So, I mean, it's uh, that's pretty attractive, don't you think? You know, if I post a link in Facebook, and we'll do this in the next segment, but I just want to talk to you a little bit about it now. If you write a post in Google+, and you have a link, that link is going to be indexed by Google. Your post is going to be indexed by Google. So if you put some keywords and a link to your website and a post, it's being indexed. And, oh, by the way, when you create a Google+, profile, 
nine times out of ten, unless there's a hundred people on Google Plus with your exact name, you will show up number one on Google for your name search. Like, for example, for me, if someone Googles Chris Tompkins, there's a, there's a lot of Chris Tompkins out there, and for some reason, we're all musically inclined. <laughs> so um, I have a lot of singers, guitar players, whatever, with Chris Tompkins as a name. Now, once I did my Google Plus profile, I'm the number one search result for Chris Tompkins. And I made sure that my first sentence or two of my profile really gave, some, really gave people a full insight into who I am. So when you, right now, if you went into Google and did Chris Tompkins, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-M-P-K-I-N-S, you will see my Google Plus profile. And it will say CEO, speaker, radio show host, blah, blah, blah. And that is power. You know, um, that doesn't happen with your Facebook profile. It doesn't happen with your LinkedIn profile. Unless you have a really, really, really specific name that shows up um, that's very, very uncommon. Nine times out of ten, that's not going to happen. But even better, they're going to be putting out company pages. So imagine if your Google profile works like that. When they put out company pages, and I could do one for GoMedia, and then people put GoMedia into the search engine, bam, I'm number one. So these are these are some big big sexy values. Come on, I mean let's not let's let's not get it twisted here. I think this these are this is a big thing to consider. I mean I'm not going to get that from Wawoo or whatever that five people invited me to or Zingzong or you know it's it, this is actually it has a brand name that we can trust and that's why I really believe that a lot of people joined instantly because they did there was trust it was immediate trust and also you need a Gmail account to go for it so it was easy to do uh, you know. I want to talk more about um, the value of Google Plus as well as how it's different than Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter in our next segment. But, I mean, while we go into break, I really want you to consider the power of going in and every single thing that you wrote could be indexed by Google. You're almost like doing marketing at like double time. You're getting double the benefits. It's like having your cake and eating it too. Uh, with any SEO campaign, any help is obviously welcomed. Okay. That's good for me right now. I'm going to come back after the break, and we're going to talk more about Google+, Plus, the value to you, and how it's different. People need the basic necessities of food, shelter, and a sense of self-dignity. The River Fund New York offers programs that are designed to help meet these needs in a safe and supportive environment and support and affirm all people regardless of age, sex, ethnicity, religion, and sexual orientation. Their numerous volunteer programs, outreach programs, and more help really truly empower people that are near or below the lines of poverty. If you would like to make a difference today, visit them online at riverfund-ny. Org. Again, that's riverfund-ny.org. There are no throwaway people, and every dollar helps. This is a very, very important cause and something that you can make a difference in today. So go to your online at riverfund-ny.org. Welcome back to The Social Media Chef with me, Chris Tompkins. 
the social media chef. If you want to follow me on Twitter, um, check me out at the social chef. That's our show feed where you can find lots of recipes and online marketing. If you want to follow me personally, follow me at Crisco Media. And you can also connect with the show a lot of different ways by visiting us on our website, socialmediachefonline.com. Now, we're talking about Google+, and I was telling you about SEO, and I was slamming it over your head. Isn't that wonderful? You know, I think you got the point. Let's move on to the next part um, of Google+, and why it is a valuable part of your marketing strategy. Now, when we're talking about the value of it, it's a listening, research, marketing, branding, sales, and advertising platform. Okay? Why is it all those things? Because it has the power of Google behind it. You know, there's lots of cross-marketing and cross-platform things that can be done using uh, Google+. And it really allows you to do niche marketing in a whole new way. So one of the things I wanted to talk about is the niche marketing. And this is one of the big parts of Google+, for myself, and the value I see for it. You know, what Google+, has is something called circles. Now, circles are almost like, think about Twitter, and you have lists on Twitter. If you're using it effectively, you have lists. And in those lists, you can put certain people. And Google Plus is very similar, because if you add someone to a circle, in effect, you are, quote-unquote, following them like you follow them on Twitter, right? We're following me? So when someone, when I follow someone on Twitter, they may see that I'm following them, and decide to follow me back. It's the same with Google+. If I add someone to a circle, and they see that they've been added to that circle, they may choose to add me to one of theirs. What are circles? Circles are your ability to create niche groups of people. You can add the same person in more than one circle, no problem, but what you can do is really dive down and create circles around your target markets. So, for example, you want to do, say that your target markets are real estate, musicians, and entrepreneurs. You can create circles for each one of those. And as you go through Google+, and you connect with people, and you see their content, and you, you, you get become engaged, then what you can do is you can add them to your circles. Even better, when you go onto your home screen on Google+, you're able to do an update and send it only to the members of that circle. Only. So if you say something, it allows you to keep your personal and your professional really separate, but it also helps you keep your professional and your professional separate in a way, you know? If I'm sending out something to real estate, uh, say I'm sending out an exclusive discount um, to new people. Well, maybe I don't want my clients to receive that because they already have a different price and I don't want them to feel slighted. I can actually do that where you can put a, a, a send it only to prospective clients. And then you can maybe offer a different discount to your current clients that would add more value to them. You know, it's it's very much like that. If you want to say something to your family only that's very personal, you can do that. If you want to say something to your friends or your acquaintances or whatever, you have the opportunity of broadcasting it wide or as small as possible. And depending on what circle you have these people in, that's how they're going to view your activity. So it's really great for privacy, really great for privacy. And it allows you to be really, really concise with your messages rather than being spammy. Like Facebook, you know, who the hell's in your likes section? You know, there's we have thousands of likes on our pages, and it's such a huge cross-section. 
So Google Plus allows you to really keep people in the right categories, and you have to constantly refine it, but it's great. Another thing that's good is saved searches. On saved searches, you can actually search for something on Google Plus, and the, re the return on the search will be all the people in that are talking about that topic, so you can connect with them, all of their posts, and, every and a nice selection of things that Google found on the Internet that match that search result. So it's like... I mean, a search on steroids, everything's right there. I mean, it's really, really valuable for niche marketing. Now, really quickly, how is it different than Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter? Facebook and LinkedIn, uh, when you do any, any sort of updates or any sort of content within those sites, the content is stuck in those sites. It doesn't get indexed by Google. Perhaps your profile will or your company page will, but not your updates, your posts, your videos, your links, anything like that. While you can get links, you can get clicks to your website, um, it doesn't really help your SEO as much as previously thought. Google Plus is indexed by Google entirely, so all of your stuff will have that extra SEO push. So that's really good. Also, the difference with Twitter is that you can actually write longer updates, which is you know a problem that you have with Facebook, LinkedIn as well. Um, all three of them kind of will you know make you have you know smaller, shorter updates, 140 characters. You know that. So um, Google Plus really lets you elaborate. So you don't have to focus on coming up with a killer headline to get people interested in everything that you say. You can actually have your say um, in a longer form than any of those sites. Like even with LinkedIn, if you want to get into, if you want to find um, a niche market, this is another difference. You have to say niche markets are the groups on LinkedIn. So what I'd have to do is I have to log into my account. I'd have to click on groups, wait for that to load, <laughs> then find the group that I wanted to get into, then wait for that to load. And then I could start a discussion or find an article that's interesting to me. So I have to do all of that searching to get there. Where Google Plus, I log in, I'm there. It's just, it's so streamlined that it's it's sickening. Um, it's actually scary because it's really, really intelligent. And it just cuts down on time. And now, obviously, my little disclaimer there is that, you know, circles are where you're going to spend most of your time. You have to build the right ones. You have to get the right the right stuff together. So... That's where a lot of the time spent, you know, reading updates and, and conversing. But I'm telling you, folks, it's a really, really wonderful site to check out. I've seen a lot of value. I've seen it work for myself in driving traffic to my website, websites, and also for my clients. So I don't think it's something for you to sleep on. It's something for you to get involved with now, get your footing, build your circles, so that when these company pages come out, you can really jump on top of them. But if you're not getting yourself out there and you're not getting yourself connected, it's going to, you're going to have to build two profiles, right? Because you obviously you're going to need a personal profile to get a page. So you're going to have to do your whole personal profile, get those circles ready, then you're going to get your company page together. And, you know, that's, it's a lot of work. So I'm saying jump on the wave right now before it's too late. And then you kind of get crushed because once people really wake up to the value of it, they're going to be joining it and they're going to be not joining it in droves. They're going to be using it in droves. And that's when you really need to already be a trendsetter, so to speak. You already need to be known because coming into it later is not as a good, a good of an idea. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's my, my take on the whole thing. I really highly suggest you get jumping in and, you know, get comfortable with it. Um, okay, that's Google+. Plus. I'm going to put a pin in that one, and we're going to come back after the break, and we're going to talk Focaccia. Are you ready? Are you ready? I think you are. Focaccia is coming up right after this break.
so you've been listening to The Social Media Chef, which I have to thank you for. Um, I really enjoy doing the show. And one of the things that I like to tell everybody is, you know, it's not just about the show. It's about the community. And you can find out more about our community at our website, Social Media Chef Online. www.socialmediachefonline.com will have everything that you need to really get jump-started in terms of marketing or in the kitchen. We have various stories of Twitter marketing, Facebook marketing, LinkedIn marketing, YouTube marketing. And are you getting in the kitchen? We have recipes for every different occasion, whether it be casual or formal. Even we have some alcoholic drinks on there that you can make yourself. But visit us online, Social Media Chef Online, and get the latest in downloads, more free ebooks, videos, and a lot more. We hope to see you there at socialmediachefonline.com. We're back, and we're here with me, Chris Tompkins, the social media chef, and my favorite segment. Um, this is going to be our cooking segment today, and it is brought to you by inspiration over the weekend. <laughs> I have no idea what overtook me this weekend, but um, on Saturday, I had this immense urge to cook. Not to eat, but cook just to cook. Um, I get that every once in a while, and it's a therapeutic thing. I was in the kitchen for probably about six or seven hours. I, I lost track of time. It was getting dark outside. I had no idea what I was doing. I was totally enraptured in the whole process. But I think anytime that you're really passionate about something, that really does happen. I mean, how many of you out there own your own businesses and then, you know, um, you look at the clock and you're like, oh my God, it's 8.30. Like, where did the day go? Well, that's a good day, you know, when when time flies like that. And that means that you're really, you're really connected with what you're doing. And that was me in the kitchen this weekend. And, uh, you know, one of the things I made, it made me laugh because um, my parents are over um, and uh, they've been staying with me for a while. And they are, they love carbs, but they try to stay away from it. So, you know, anytime I talk about carbs or I'm going to make bread or I'm making some homemade pasta, which is one of my favorite things to do. Also, if you if you folks want to check out um, socialmediachefonline.com, I have some really, really wonderful recipes that are that are tried and true and really do work for homemade pasta, homemade pasta sauce. Um, I have homemade ravioli um, and a couple more things. We'll go through them in future shows, but if you can't wait and you really want to like dig your teeth into them, you can check them out online. But going back to carbs, you know, carbs as as a part Italian person, <laughs> carbs are your friend, <laughs> but you just have to do everything in moderation, right? Because you don't want to be a big bloated mess, <laughs> but you want to really enjoy. Um, you don't want to cut things out that are really, really enjoyable. And one of my favorite breads, um, I mean, obviously pasta, but my, one of my favorite breads is focaccia. And I mean, any time that I sat down to dinner, my entire life when I was growing up, whether it be in my mom's house, my aunt's house, my grandmother's house, there was always bread on the table. It was definitely a staple. And one of the breads that I always really, really was, was drawn to was focaccia. And this one I want to tell you about is the rosemary and basil and it's called my anytime focaccia because I don't really think it's going to take you too much time. There are rules in how to make it so you can get through it quickly. But you just have to be home. 
You know, you don't have to be in the kitchen the whole entire time. Now, I'm going to do this on a quick way, um, a quick description rather, so I can um, get through the whole entire recipe with you here. So I'm going to do this with the thought in mind that you have an automatic mixer, a stand mixer, um, which if you don't have and you cook a lot, it is a lifesaver. I absolutely love mine. And they actually come right down in price. So you usually around the holidays, you can find some really inexpensive ones. Obviously, KitchenAid is the best, but, you know, we all can't afford $350 stand mixers, right? So this is what you need um, to uh, make this make this happen. You need one packet of instant yeast, one teaspoon of table salt, three cups of all-purpose flour, non-bleached, better, um, and uh, you might need a little bit more if, it's, if the mixture is too wet, one cup of water, 10 tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil, two teaspoons of sugar, four tablespoons of fresh, 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 fresh rosemary, um, just taken off the stems, and four tablespoons of fresh basil that I want you to mince, okay? Mince and then measure. Okay, first you want to mix the yeast with one cup of water, and then stir it around so you make sure it's dissolved. Then add it to your um, stand mixer's mixing bowl with the olive oil, sugar, salt, minced basil, and flour. Now what I suggest you do is do this on a low speed and add the flour just gradually. You want to mix it until it is you know, fully, fully incorporated um, and, you know, just fully, fully mixed and it's not sticking to everything. It can be a little sticky, but you want it to be nice and elastic, okay? So if it if it's really, really sticky and it's sticking to everything, you add, add more flour and keep mixing it until you get the right consistency. If you've made bread before, you completely understand what I'm saying here. When you're done, roll it into a ball, cover it with olive oil, get olive oil, rub it all over that sucker, put it in a bowl, cover it with a wet towel and leave it for about an hour to two hours. I always say go for an hour to two hours because I don't know how hot it's going to be. Sometimes you need a little bit more heat to make it rise, but depending on where you're located at or what season it is, it could take a little bit more time. When the, the hour's up, you want to grab a cookie sheet that has an edge and smother it with olive oil, plop the dough in the middle, and work it to the corners with your hand. It's going to keep bouncing back, and that's what you want because you want an elastic. Um, you want it elastic, um, but keep pushing it to the sides. Um, until you get it completely there, cover it with the wet towel again and leave it for 30 to 45 minutes. We need this dough to get puffy. So when you when it's finished with this process, it should be puffy, okay? Now what we want to do is you want to get the olive oil, basil, and a little bit of salt and rub it on top of the bread. So it's it's been fully coated and the rosemary is all over top. And then get your fingers, like little claws, and make dimples all through the bread. Um, and if it's doughy enough and it's risen enough, you will see that. And this recipe, if it doesn't rise perfectly, it make, rising it makes it, when it rises, it's a little bit lighter. But if it doesn't, you know, no one's going to cry. It's still a delicious bread. Um, you should uh, preheat the oven to 400 degrees. Um, and then put, once you hit that, put it right in. 20 to 30 minutes is what I'm going to say it's going to take. Um, but within the last 10 minutes of it, you should really keep checking. Um, sometimes you know, depending on what your how, how powerful your oven is, it can take 15 minutes or it could take 25 minutes. Um, like for my oven, it took, I think, 25 minutes for it to be perfect. And it will smoke a little bit because when you're cooking with all, extra virgin olive oil, again, I forgot to mention that extra virgin, please, um, you it will smoke a little bit, but nothing's burning. It's just burning off the oil. So you're not going to, your food's not going to be singed, but you still need to watch it because, come on, you've you've invested a little bit of time here. Um, in waiting to make this bread. 
And I'm telling you, you can take it out of the oven, cut it, and serve it hot instantly. But if you want to let it cool, it usually takes about 15 minutes, you know, 10, 15 minutes, depending on how cool your house is. And then you can serve it. I like cutting it up and serving it um, just in a basket, and everyone can just take their own. Um, it makes quite a bit, so you'll have enough for a large family meal. Or um, if you want to save it, I put it in an airtight container. Um, I like to refrigerate mine. You don't really have to, but I, I like to. Um, and it stays for a few days. Um, then it starts to dry out. If you want to reheat it, um, you can put it in the microwave. I don't like that. I'd like you rather put it in the oven just for a minute or two and just heat it up. But regardless, it's going to be it's going to be delicious, and you're going to love it. So if you try out this recipe and you do like it, please email me um, at chris at servedfreshmediaonline.com. I'd love to hear it. Um, if you have a favorite recipe that you'd like me to do my own take on or you have one that you'd like to share with our audience, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Um, we always have guests. We have all sorts of things coming up, and, and I'd like to um, feature you if you have some. Or do you have a blog where you do lots of cooking? Let me know. You know, we can even do an interview. I love food and I love learning new things, so uh, just get in touch and we'll, we'll make it happen. All right, um, I have some great news about next week's show, so I want you to join me after this break, okay? I'll see you in a minute. Okay, let's be honest. Do you have a Twitter campaign that isn't going anywhere? Do you have a Facebook campaign that none of your target market is liking at the moment? Do you need some more engagement on LinkedIn? Or how about having some videos on YouTube that you just want more people to see? This is when you need to call Go Media International. We're an online marketing firm that offers crisp, fresh online marketing solutions. We do everything from websites to search engine optimization to keyword research to email marketing campaigns, online advertising, you name it. you got to check out our website. It's GoMediaOnline.com. Or if you want to talk to somebody about getting some help with your online marketing campaign, call us toll-free on 1-866-926-2636 for a free, no-obligation consultation. We have lots of ways to help you at Go Media Online. All you need to do is reach out. Visit us again at GoMediaOnline.com. much everyone for joining me today on the social media chef uh next week we have coming up more details are uncovered on the power of google plus for your business we're going to talk about circles and we're going to talk about saved searches we touched on them today when we were talking about the value but i'm actually going to show you how to use them and set them up in real time so you can really get the most out of google plus and we're going back to italy i'm going to be telling you about my fresh pasta and fresh pasta sauce that you can easily whip up in ah, about seven hours, but <laughs> it, it's actually not as painful as it sounds, but it comes out delicious and your house smells great, so there is a trade-off, right? Again, if you have any questions, any comments, anything, tweet me at The Social Chef or at Crisco Media, and visit us online at socialmediachefonline.com. Until next week, I'm Chris Tompkins, The Social Media Chef, and I thank you all for joining me. Have a great week. <laughs>